Hi everybody. Hey, it's Barry here again from Turning the Page. And you, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you'll be thinking, you're putting out a lot of podcasts, like one every day. Well, that's because I'm actually just trying to catch up because I haven't been keeping up each week's blog post being turned into a podcast. So I'm just trying to catch up and uh, get back into it. And um, that's because I'm no longer doing the YouTube um, uh, videos. I've decided just to focus on the podcast. It's a lot easier to do. Um, YouTube means I have to, you know, set up lights and all the drama of video. Whereas podcast, click a button, speak, and away you go. <laughs> so it's a lot easier. But uh, today's podcast is called The Shape of You. And what's your shape? Now look, you probably instantly think of your body shape. So your weight, your, your whether you're tall, thin, short, wide. Um, but I'm more interested in who you are under the skin and what has happened to shape you into the person that you are. So what is your personality like? Uh, what do you like to eat? Uh, favorite music tastes. Uh, are you a cat person or a dog person or neither? Uh, where were you born? What do you do to relax? What are the multiple facets that make you wonderfully different from someone else? And so who are you? And I, I love this little um, poem from uh, Dr. Seuss. He says, today you're you. That is truer than true. There's no one alive who is youer than you. Shall aloud, I'm lucky to be what I am. Thank goodness I'm not just a clam or a ham, or a dusty old jar of sour gooseberry jam. I am what I am. And that's a great thing to be. If I say so myself, happy birthday to me. This <laughs> from Dr. Seuss. And you are youer than you, and I'm interested in you and who you are. Something I often like to share with people that I uh, do some coaching or spiritual direction or pastoral care uh, online or even one-to-one, face-to-face, is a model that I learned from a psychologist by the name of Renier Grief, South African, and it's called the I We Work model. And basically it's uh, three circles that are similar size and they're joined together and um, like like clover leaf sort of thing but um, they're over overlined boy it's hard to describe it when you over the podcast and there's a big circle right around all th- three of those circles and the first circle of the little circles is the I circle and then the next one to the right of it is the we circle and the bottom one is the work circle. And surrounding all of it, the big circle, is God. And um, if you want to read more about this model, the I We Work model, come over or have a look in the show notes. There's a link to a blog post that I've written about it. But that very first circle is the one that I'm really most interested in, and that's the I. And it refers to who you are. It's separate to anybody else. Uh, It's who you are. And 
what I'm particularly interested in is that what has made you who you are, separate to anyone else? And as I listen to people, uh, much of the information we discover is actually below the surface that they didn't realize of what has actually shaped them. And every one of us has an eye. It's unique. We are uniquely, uniquely human. There is no one ever been like you and no one ever been in the future. And you may well say, good. <laughs> but you are an eye. Very special. You have a shape that is full of delight. And also, your neighbor does too. Your friend, your um, spouse, your child, your workmate, they have an eye as well. And Jesus was in a conversation with um, someone who, who was an eye and who'd been shaped into having a very, what I would call, a litigious personality. They loved a really good argument and getting their opponent all tied up into knots. And this expert on the law absolutely enjoyed making people feel small and foolish by using their intelligence and cunning. There was no gentle curiosity in them. It was more legal, I win, you lose. And so he asked Jesus a question. And this is the passage. Just then, a religion scholar stood up with a question to test Jesus. Teacher, what do I need to do to get to get eternal life? And Jesus said, what's written in God's law? How do you interpret it? So typical of Jesus, he answers a question with a question. And the man said, love, your, love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and muscle and intelligence, and that you love your neighbor as well as you, as well as you do yourself. Good answer, said Jesus. Do it and you'll live. The man replied, well, you know, looking for a loophole, he asked, well, just how would you define neighbor? Now, here we go. Jesus has got a big opportunity. <laughs> and so you can sense this tossing of words back and forth. Um, a question is asked, a question is given, response. Uh, the legal and correct answer is given. Another question is presented, and this is a question of defining who is in and who is out. Who is a neighbor and who is not? What shape of persons are acceptable? But actually, I believe it is a question of lines. Who will I cross a line for and love? And who I don't have to cross over to know? And Jesus answers the question. There once was a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. And so it's a start of a story. And if you're familiar with the Bible, it's a story of, of the dehumanized man. That's what I like to call him. Um, others call him the Good Samaritan. But those listening to the story in the first place would immediately notice that Jesus was telling a parable and that the primary character, the one that was really all about, uh, was the first person mentioned in the story. And if you ever come across reading parables, take note of who the first person is in the story that, that Jesus mentions because it's about them. And Jesus invited the listeners and us 
to view everything about the story as if they were that man. They were to look through his eyes. And they look, they knew nothing about this man other than he was a man and he was travelling. This man had a shape to him. He was human. Now, Jesus tells us nothing else about the man with which we could sort of box him or uh, codify him or <coughs> describe him. Jesus said nothing about his ethnicity, uh, his wealth, marital status, age, occupation, nothing that we might be able to label him with, nothing from which we could decide if he was in or out of the acceptable shapes to mix with. He was simply a man on a journey. He could have been any one of us. And that's the first point Jesus was making. This anonymous man is us. It is you. This is someone in the shape of you. And Jesus tells us that he was on a road. That he was travelling from Jerusalem to Jericho. Now those early listeners would have known this road well. It was a steep road from Jerusalem in the heights to Jericho in the plains. It was scorched and arid. Uh, 18 miles long. This road was a major route for training caravans, military personnel, and pilgrims who visited Jerusalem multiple times each year. It was a busy road. But it was also a dangerous road where bandits and robbers would attack travellers. They would have had many hiding places <coughs> and escape routes into the desert where no one would pursue them. This road from Jerusalem to Jericho was a dangerous road. I wonder what's your road been like in the shaping of your I, your youer than you. What has been, what has happened on your pilgrim's road? I once walked the Camino de Santiago pilgrimage in Spain. And on the very first day out from the little village, I encountered some robbers and thieves. Now, they didn't come with uh, fists and fury and guns and knives and sort of thing. They were more subtle. They wanted a signature on a petition and a donation to the cause. And you, many people were taken in. And they were sly and cunning to many innocent travellers. And, uh, and we worked that out pretty quickly, that... That was a bit of a scam. But on, on this pilgrimage, I also met many other scam artists preying on the vulnerable. You know, just little tricks and, and um, sneaky things to do. And they were willing to cross a line to get some money. And I found out later there was a gang actually uh, supporting their deceit. Have you ever experienced being robbed? You know, for the most part, the fellow pilgrims on our path were helpful, friendly, and respectable. Uh, this is our journey, and it shapes us. And I wonder what has shaped you. How do the lines around your eye look from the pilgrimage so far? Our, our road through life is the same. We will have others with us. We will connect with the shape of us, with the shape of them. Lines around us will intersect. Some will enhance our shape, while others will rob and bring harm. And some will bring both. 
Look, there is uh, something about you that has a divine imprinting, like uh, the masterpiece of an artwork, masterpiece of artwork with the artist's signature in the bottom corner. It's a picture of your journey, and it has all the highs and the lows. The battle scars are seen for the story they tell us. Tell, callous feet and well-worn clothes. There, there is a Mona Lisa smile that no one can truly work out. It's there, and it tells its own story of completion. I want to hear your story. Uh, the footsteps of your journey from Jerusalem to Jericho. Uh, I have my own experiences that may help you, and you'll help me. I'm, I'm in love with the shape of you. <laughs> I'm interested in your eye. As I, as I finished writing the above sentence, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I received um, an email from a fellow traveller to Jericho. This is what they said. I'm suffering so bad with mental illness. I'm a Christian and want to trust God as a plan for me. I just can't get through this. And I want so bad to go be, to be with Jesus. I feel so rejected and alone and see no hope for my future. Something has robbed this traveller. I, I, I personally, I can see through their eyes and know the dark hole. And they, they have a shape to them that God is absolutely over the moon in love with. And uh, I emailed them and, and offered some, some support and some ideas. What's your shape? What's your journey been like? I'd love to know. Here's some quotes. Love is the outbound movement that trains people to hear injustice and kindly embrace the world. Norma Wurzba. Loneliness is the first thing that God's eye named not good. John Milton. As pilgrims must discover if they are to complete their quest, we are led to truth by our weaknesses as well as our strengths. Parker Palmer Faith is not the clinging to a shrine, but an endless pilgrimage of the heart. Abraham Joshua Heschel To be more aware of the other person, first become aware of yourself. Without self-awareness, self cannot be laid aside in order to listen. David Riddell Love yourself as you love others. If you don't care for your own needs, you'll soon be unable to care for those who need you. David Riddell Spiritual growth begins with an easily overlooked disciplines of attentiveness and surrender. David Benner Love yourself as you love others. If you don't care for your own needs, you'll soon be unable to care for those who need you. David Riddell And the final one is be there for others, but never leave yourself behind, <laughs> like that Dudinsky. And uh, questions for you to answer. What has happened in your pilgrimage to shape you into who you are? Number two, how would you describe your eyes, your, your likes, your dislikes, hobbies, skills? What would go into your eye? And three, we all have areas in our lives that are no-go for others to explore. What would it be like to have someone listen to those with fullness of grace and love? Okay, that's um, the, shape of you, the, the shape of you. 
Hey, um, send me an email or leave me a comment in the comments below. I'd love to hear from my listeners and readers. It really does encourage me uh, just to keep on doing this work. And if you feel like you'd like to support me financially doing this, you can do that for like $1 a month um, on a regular basis. And every little bit helps, I tell you, <laughs> putting this together and, and doing the work. Um, there's a link in the show notes below, and you can come over to the website and find out how to do that. But um, have a think about the shape of you. What has gone into you that has shaped you into the person that you are? Until next time, grace and peace.